And we are back in your lives on this November 4th, 2020. Cellar Dwellers, another episode with all four of us guys. And it's a couple of days past Halloween. How was everyone's Halloween? Kyle, how, how was your Halloween, pal? It was great. We got to go back to Temple, live oh. down there one more time. Oh, God, man. That's, that makes me just very nostalgic just thinking about that, man. Yeah, was- did, you, did you pass our old apartments? Did you see them? I drove by 16th Street, but I was on um, Cleveland Street. Back right at hey, Nickel, right Yeah, like really right near your old house, right near my old house on Gratz. How, Cleveland how, Street. How do they look? How do they look, the pla- our places? It was looking good, looking good. I don't know if anyone – I couldn't tell if anyone's living in there. I think there's a couple football players apparently living in our, uh, <laughs> in our old house, the old hinky hole. That's where this podcast began, everyone. So, okay, so you need to uh, appreciate – this when we talk about North Philadelphia and Temple University, that's what brought this into yeah. your lives. Okay, educate yourself. Yeah, and in fact, I think I have the hinky flag hanging around here somewhere. I, I, I wish I could find it. Actually, I think I can find it. Hold on. Yeah, wait, maybe not. Hold on. I think it's somewhere in my room. Ah, here, right under my feet. Behold. See this? This is great podcasting right now. Yeah, no one can see it, but it's there. Picture Dan face with the Supreme logo that says process over the up. Yeah, Yeah, we'll we'll clip it to Twitter. That'll be part of the Twitter promo this week. We need to get a Daryl Morey one now. We do need a Daryl Morey one. We'll talk about Daryl Daryl Morey a little bit later. But yeah, good Halloween, Kyle. North Philadelphia treats you well, of course, every time. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, no complaints. Gotcha. Just like just like last year before everything went to shit. I'd like to go back down, but I just I've been so busy with work and trying to find a job. It's just <laughs> it's not in the cards right now. Pat, how are you? You took a little trip? Yeah, I was down in DC for the weekend. Fun? I don't think I was uh yeah, I probably wasn't sober for the whole weekend. <laughs> I've I've never been to DC. Or at least until Sunday. I've never been to DC to like party. Is it was it a nice little party town? Uh yeah, it's not bad. Uh, I, I think Philly's probably like better. It's not it's not set up the same way as Philly, where it's just like there's like a downtown area and then like diff- like and then the other parts. It's yeah. all just like separated. I always compare every city to go to to Philly because Philly, I think, is like the best city in the world. So I always uh, have that bar of Philadelphia. All right. Well, anyway, let, let's get into uh, some sports this week. I'm not sure. Well, oh yeah, no, I just been uh, I chilling. I, you saw the spot. <laughs> you saw the spot. <laughs> Yeah, I saw the flip. Nick and Pat, for some reason, just flipped on the screen. Uh, but Nick, sorry, sorry. You got up for a second, and there were some technical difficulties with your screen. Go. How, how was your Halloween, man? What, what was up, man? No, nothing. I didn't do anything, so there was really nothing to talk about anyway. Yeah, neither did I. I had to be up for work at 6 a.m. the day after Halloween. Well, I had to be at work at 6 a.m. Had a little morning coffee, and uh, that, that, was, that was my Halloween. That was nothing fun. Well, let's get into some sports now. Let's get into some sports now that we've had our, our usual hello. Kind of, a, I guess, a slow week. I guess kind of a slow week in, in sports. We'll start off with football, I suppose. Start off with the Eagles, I suppose. The link, as you know, still standing. Second week in a row, they've managed to keep this thing standing. But the second week in a row, it's been really ugly. A real ugly win for the Birds. You look at the score, it looks like a pretty good win. Like, they covered the spread, right? They co- they definitely covered the spread. And it, it on paper looked like a fine, fine win, like easy win. But it was far from it. Far from it. The offense looked terrible. And there was Carson Wentz played like trash. Thank thank God Ben DiNucci was terrible. Like even worse. Ben DiNucci out there, he looked like Kyle, I think you could sling it better than DiNucci, man. 
You, you oh, Kyle could 100. I might be able to. Yeah. Yeah, Who do they bring in now? They are bringing. I just looked it up. Hold on. It's Cooper I, I, Rush or like Gilbert Godfrey or something like that. <laughs> Gilbert yeah. Godfrey. I, I think it's going to be uh, the first guy, Cooper. And uh, no, yeah. it's definitely Gilbert Godfrey. Yeah. <laughs> wow, I was thinking I'd throw it to Sheedy Lamb. <laughs> Yeah, but anyway, Dallas is in shambles. They're screwed. I think they have Pittsburgh this week too, so that's just going to be another, another loss for Pittsburgh, another win or another win for Pittsburgh, another loss for Dallas. Pittsburgh undefeated. We'll talk about them in a bit. Like I said, we don't have to break up the hammer and chisel just yet. Lincoln Financial Field still stands. We have the bye week, so we know it stands another week. Uh, Kyle, what, what was your take on the birds, man? That, that, was that one of like the ugliest wins you've ever seen? That was terrible, man. Right. Carson Wentz is like – he's pretty bad. Like, I think it's just time to say he's like not very good. I know, and I, I've said the same thing. And like I feel like I'm going on such an emotional roller coaster every week watching this team, man. It's just – you think there's like a couple bright spots and then all of a sudden they just they just show you like, no, it's like, – I don't know. It's like – Carson Wentz is like golf. It's my Colin Cowherd analogy. Okay. Play shit, play shit all day, and they have like one flash of brilliance. And it's like that's what I can be. That's, that's a great, yeah, like he had that, metaphor. He had that throw to Fulgham in the end zone, which is like perfect almost. But that was other than that, like he was pretty bad. Yeah, great metaphor. Carson Wentz is golf. Like he is exactly like golf. He's he's terrible most of the time, and then one or two plays he has you like, and he's like he, he keeps you coming back. Yeah, <laughs> and then uh, Carson Wentz, man, Carson Wentz. Are you guys? Uh, I know we talk about this every single week now, but how do we feel about Carson now? Like now that we're going into week nine, going into our bye week, is it time to like if he loses against say New York or Cleveland in the coming weeks? Is it time to bench Carson Wentz? I'm gonna keep asking this until we get a dip, until we get off the roller coaster until it's a solid yes or a solid no. I think we got to keep asking the question. I think it's only fair, Pat. What do you think? Is it time to bring in Hertz? Right now, probably not. But I think even if we win, who do we play next? We have a bye week, then we get Giants again. Yes, I, mean, I think either even if we play the Giants um, and they win. I think, like, Wentz could still have a terrible game again. So, I think they shouldn't base it off of, like, them winning. You know what I mean? Like, if they think that Hurts can come in and be better than Wentz, then, like, and Wentz is not even, like, which it should not be that hard right now since Wentz is playing as bad, um, then they should probably make the change after, like, I'd say one more game, one more bad game of Wentz. Like, yeah. if, he, if he, say they win like they did in, in this last game against the Giants, then, like, but he plays the same way, you know what I mean? Yeah, I know. I know what you're saying. Like, if he keeps playing like crap. Like, the thing is, our division, it really is like the NFC least. It really is bad. Yeah, that's how bad it is. So, it, it's good that he's winning these divisional games, but, you know, I just don't see him beating. Like, I mean, Cleveland, I could see it maybe. We talked about this last week. Maybe you sneak in a win against Cleveland. If Michael Thomas is back against – and healthy, I should say, versus when we play New Orleans, that's probably going to be an L. And then I don't really see any other game out of the division other than Cleveland that we win. So I just – I don't know, man. I don't know. Carson Wentz, you're, he's like golf. Keeps me coming back, but I'm just so frustrated every time, anytime I watch him. And, Nick, you got any thoughts on Wentz, man? Like, uh, you watched the game. What, do you, what were your thoughts on it, man? I mean, I, I think he is playing really bad, but I'm not – I'm not, like, benching him 
and he's still my guy next year, like no matter what. Just because he's played – like last year, I the last couple of years, like he hasn't played like 2017, but he was still like a good quarterback in the NFL. And I don't think – like I, I just – I would rather Jalen Hurts sit as long as possible. Right. Like I want Jalen Hurts. I, I just think guys are more successful when they sit for a long time. And like when I – when he he's had two passes this year and both times I've like – almost come my pants <laughs> he throws such a nice ball it's like just let him figure it out like let him come in and like play well but like at the same time like Carson Wentz has played well and I just like in like the last few years not as good as 2017 this year he stinks but I, I feel like people do have like really like uncharacteristic bad years sometimes and I don't know, like, I still think, like, next year he could come out and play well. Like, all of a sudden, like, it just like an offseason changes so much. You watch some film. Maybe they get a different QB coach, John Filippo. He could come back in. Apparently he was hard on him on, like, mechanics and stuff. And that's, like, a lot of his picks are coming from, like, sailing throws and shit. So, get somebody to tighten that up, maybe it turns around. And if it doesn't, then next year I think the leash is tight. Like, I, I would – I would maybe like if they are getting blown out by like the Giants or the Browns or something, bring in Hurts for the second half. But next week, I'm still going with Carson. Yeah, I, I guess I'm kind of with you. And like we said, like if he has any sort of trade value at all, it goes away the second he gets benched. So yeah. it, might, it might be important to be like pragmatic and not let our emotions get involved so much and keep him in as much as he's been frustrating us. Keep, keep him in. And the other thing is, is like if Jalen Hurts is really good and like he comes out next year and they're like, holy shit, this dude's good. But Carson is playing well, too. You start with Carson. He plays well. You can trade him then for a good amount. And then you start Hurts. There's just something weird about that Hurts pick, though, when it happened that like a second round pick on a quarterback when you have a franchise, quote unquote, franchise guy. There's something still very fishy about that that I think. Either we know that either the coaching staff knows something that we don't know about Carson Wentz, or it was just Howie Roseman being stupid. But I tend to think that would be the first one. I think there's something about Carson Wentz that the Eagles know as an organization that we don't know. Whether it be like maybe they had a conversation, like remember we speculated that maybe he'll like play out his contract and retire or something like that. Yeah, maybe it's something like that. But still, I wouldn't draft a quarterback just yet. And then, or maybe. They're just not trusting the injury thing. I have no idea. Yeah, I, I think no it's a combination. Of, like, I think it's a combination of he's definitely a guy that – here's a guy that will <laughs> retire early. Like, he, he comes from a state that has a very low cost of living. He's making a fucking dickload of money in this contract. He's set and his family's set for pretty – I mean – Life. The world and civilization might crumble before the Wentz family is runs out of money right. in North Dakota. So he could retire at the end of this contract. And also, like, when you have the injury history, it's like, I'd rather have a comp. Like, we can't keep just gambling on these veteran guys. We can get a guy, and we can't spend the money on them. Jalen Hurts is cheap. So yeah. you get yeah. him, and he is already, like, I would be confident if he had to come in and, like, Carson got hurt. And then if he becomes really good, like he was in the running for a Heisman Trophy, you just you trade Carson, you put him in. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree with you. I think we just got to be patient. I'll tell you the one thing about 
Carson is really like ticking me off is this superhero bull crap that he tries to pull. I mean, all the, he has the most turnovers in the NFL right now by a, by a pretty big margin, not big margin, but it's big enough, big enough where I'm like, wow, can't believe like Carson's in the lead. It's like the fumbles and the, uh, he had that one play and uh, go ahead, Nick, go ahead. Just go ahead. What you're going to say. This is where Carson Wentz is also like golf because he has that flash of brilliance. And then like when you're a golfer and I accidentally hit a draw, like around a tree. And then all of a sudden I'm like 200 yards out on a par five and I I should just lay up. And I'm like, I'm going to go for this, pull out a four iron. I got to hit like maybe a little fade and I just shank it. And that's what he does a lot. (laughs) He'll be like, I'm going to make this play. And then all of a sudden shank it. Yeah, he shanks it. He yeah. fumbles, throws a pick. That has happened countless times when I'm caddying. The guy's like, we'll be in there shooting the tree, and then will be like, what do you think you're showing? What, what, what do you think? Should we lay it up? You think we go, go for the green? I'm like, lay it up. Lay it up. Like, I, I know if I was golfing, I wouldn't even try. I wouldn't even think about trying to get it towards the green. Just take the safe bet. Lay it up. Every time they go for it, and every time it ends in disaster. Except maybe one or two rare times, right? But – I, I that one play against uh, Dallas this week early in the game, he's scrambling out. I think it was to the left, and then he gets and he just drives. Oh god! I was like, just throw the ball away, throw the ball away, man. But he just tries to be Superman too much. It drives me nuts. I, I'm so surprised. I mean, I kn- I didn't expect him to like have a great MVP year. I guess although. I think he had potential. Like I did, I think I said he had potential to be like an MVP candidate, he, at least in the coming years. I didn't expect him to be this bad. That Kyle, Pat, Pat, I'll start with you. Did you expect Carson Wentz to be this bad? No, I thought he'd be actually. I mean, pretty good starting out the year. It seemed like we had better receivers, but and that he played like good enough, like at the end of the last year. So. Yeah, but, but uh, I think but, I am going to change my opinion on uh, bringing in Hurts. I think you do play Carson out to the end of the year, um, but then once training camp comes around, you say like Hurts is going to get some first reps too. Like he's going to like if we see that he's better, then like you might be competing for your job. Like scare him, like try to push him into like being better. I don't think you can scare him. I think he's like okay. Well, I don't have. You I think he'd just be like? You think he's like? All right, if that's what God wills, then. Yeah, I, <laughs> I don't think he cares. I don't think he cares. I shall be a backup. I'm just going to take that shit out on a moose. Yeah. Uh, I don't think he cares, though. And speaking of receivers, though, I mean, Pat, you wanted to talk about this. And, Nick, you brought up a good stat, too. Travis Fogelman has been, I think, I mean, we'll say elite, right? We're gonna he, think, he's elite in ter- in right now. He's in terms. In terms of Philadelphia receivers in the past years, Travis Fulgham has been elite. He's been a he's been a star in an empty dark sky. He's like the lone star. Hey, he looks he looks really good, and he's at like four hundred some yards, right, Nick? That's what you said. Four hundred thirty-five, I think. Four thirty-five. So a thousand is a real possibility for him. And yeah. coming off last last year, he didn't have a five. Wentz didn't have a five hundred yard receiver all season. Fulgham's already got four whatever four thirty. You said right. So. What a bright spot this kid has been. And he has been playing football for less than a decade. I, I've read this article about him, and it actually got picked up for the for the game. I, they talked about it. Dude didn't even play football 10 years ago, which is baffling to be, like, putting up these types of numbers in the NFL, considering most of these guys have played their whole lives. And he hasn't He hasn't even uh, hardly been on the field for 10 years. So, shout out, shout out Fogel, man. I, I really like this kid. I think he's going to be one of our best receivers. I mean, might be our number one receiver. 
And how, how did you guys like seeing him and Jalen Rager coming back this week? Of course, we got to talk about him. Thoughts on Rager as well. Got his first NFL touchdown reception. Go ahead. Anyone take that one. No, nah, he's going to be good, man. But Fulgham and Rager? Oh, yeah. But I think Fulgham's all right. He's already established himself. He's already he's already up there with the elites. The wily veteran. Yeah. <laughs> but And then Rager, he's – I don't know. I just have a real good feeling about him. He seems real scrappy. He does. He's like a dog. He's like – I feel like he's going to be like Deshaun Jackson, but better almost. Like – I've talked about Deshaun's injury history, and he's he's had his you know he's he's had a been in the league for a long time. So fair fair play to Jackson. He put up big numbers, but I think he just has more of a NFL build. He's a little stronger, just yeah. as quick. I think he'll have a pretty good career, similar to a Deshaun Jackson career. Pat, what are your thoughts on both Rager? I think he has potentially better than Jackson. Really, I mean, like if you because he's not like like Jackson's built like a fucking twig. He gets hurt by like. Like, if someone just bumps him in the hallway, like, he, he's going to fall down. Right. And I don't recall how injured he got back in, like, I guess we were teenagers when he was uh, first, his first stint with the Eagles. I, I don't recall his injury history then, but I don't remember it being, like, bad, as bad as it was now, at least. No, but it um, Rager's built, like, he's kind of like a mix of, like, Jeremy Macklin and uh, Deshaun Jackson. Yeah. Like, he's kind of the same size of Jeremy Macklin, but just as fast as Jackson. Yeah, so, I, think, I think that's a pretty, I think it could be better. That's pretty fair. Pretty fair DJ. comparison. All right, well, we have the bye week. We can rest up, get healthy. Uh, oh, Jason Peters went down again. He came back in the game. This O-line is garbage, man. Can't stay healthy. I got scared when Kelsey went out. He got hurt a little bit, or almost got hurt. He was uh, shaken up on a play. I was, I was very nervous when that happened. But we get the bye week, and then we get Giants and Cleveland – May go two and zero there, perhaps, and then we'd be at five four and one, which is hard to believe, but we would be. Let's talk about some other things that happened in the NFL this week. The Steelers won again against the Ravens, right? Ravens that was a good game. Now there's uh, are they seven and zero or eight and zero? I don't know, but they're uh, they're undefeated. What do you guys think of the Steelers hype? Are we buying into the hype? I, I'm, for some reason, I'm not gonna. I have no idea why. I'm just not quite sold on the Steelers despite their undefeated record I still think there's teams in the AFC that are better than them like I'd pick Kansas City over them I think Kansas City would probably beat them pretty bad although their defense is good I'm not quite bought into the uh the whole Steelers hype train just yet I mean they'll go they'll go another week because they have Dallas this week they'll get another win but well anyone I I'm, I'm not sure how much you watch the Steelers or whatever but thoughts on the Steelers Super Bowl chances anybody I don't know. They see, I feel like they're like a team that is going to be great in the regular season. And I could see them just like blowing an early playoff game, like one that they probably should win. That just Maybe. feels like a Steelers game to me, at least as of recent. Like I know Big Ben's won in the past, but as of recent, I feel like they just like don't win the games they should in the playoffs. And they have actually a pretty good wide receiving core, like with Chase Claypool and, and Juju Smith-Schuster. And like I said, the defense is good. So they, they, I feel like they should maybe make a run. They should probably make a run, but I don't have them as Super Bowl contenders. I, I don't. I don't. Well, I suppose they're contenders. That's not the right. I don't see. I don't see them beating a Kansas City or something like that. And uh, that's just that more speaks to my my praise of Pat Mahomes, Andy Reid, and the crew in Kansas City than it does against 
the Steelers, my, my belief in the Steelers, but yeah, well, give me your, if anyone else want to talk about the Steelers, like I, I have not, I have not much to say other than I don't believe in them to be better than Kansas city, which is ultimately the bar that is set in the uh, AFC. No. Okay. We're moving on. No. Moving on. Moving I on. mean, like they, they're pretty good though. Like you can't say they're a bad team. I think they're probably, they might be like the third best team in the league right now. Who, do you, have, who do you have in front of them? Probably the Chiefs and um, Seattle Seahawks. Yeah. Yeah. Seattle looked good again. Russell Wilson is making his case for MVP. DK Metcalf. I'm going to <laughs> I remember the day that we passed on DK Metcalf for the rest of my life. I mean, from the Arizona game when we see him chase down the, uh, the interception, and then he's just an absolute stud. The rest of my life, I'll be asking myself why we took J.J. Ortega-Whiteside over this man. I don't know what they saw in him, and I don't know what they didn't see in Metcalf. But, I, guess, I mean, I, we're not the only team to pass on him. But, boy, uh, that Seattle team looks legit. Looks legit, and I think they are the uh, perennial favorites coming out. I also, like, am kind of suspicious as to whether DK Metcalf would be this good if he came here. Like, I think that Russell Wilson and maybe, like, the wide receiver coaches have a lot to do with how how well he's done, you know? That's like, definitely true because he th- he'll throw you dimes and, like – he throws you dimes and like he, he like, I feel like he'll be a guy that's like working with him like on running routes, which was like his big knock was that he couldn't run a route. So yeah. Like, and like, I feel like our wide receiver coaches, I mean, this year we have a new guy and I guess he's doing good because Travis Fogelman looks good. Greg Ward looks really good. Yeah. And uh, Jalen Rager looks good too. So, but I don't know. It's just thought. Cause like everybody was, I mean, I guess Antonio Brown going there just because Russell Wilson like loves God and shit. So yeah. <laughs> he could like straighten him out maybe. But. Yeah. Well, he's in Tampa Bay now. He's back with his pal Brady. So oh, God. yeah. Um, I was going to say Florida so. man of all time. Yeah. Antonio yeah. Brown. He is the most Florida man of all time. That's the perfect way to describe him. Pat, I was just going to say something. I, I feel like you made a point that I wanted to touch base on, but then Nick made a point and I, I, I forgot it, but. About the Steelers? No. Ah, I, brain fart. Brain fart. We were talking about what's-his-face. Uh, who were Metcalf? I, I don't remember. Oh, well. I don't remember. Uh, but, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Let me just transition out of this because this is a sloppy transition, and I have no idea where I'm going to. Let's talk about Antonio Brown since we just brought him up and his former team, the, the New England Patriots. Another loss. Four straight, I believe, now for New England. They, they don't look good. My question is, uh, is twofold, I guess. Number one, do you think Bill Belichick is losing on purpose? Do you think he's, like, smart enough to tank like our, our Sixers did back in the day and tank for a new quarterback, tank for Trevor, something along those lines? Or do you think the Patriots are that bad? Kyle, what, Kyle, what do you think? Is, is Belichick – first off – does he have the uh, – does his pride get in the way of him losing on purpose? Or do you think he'd be say, let's do it. Let's lose on purpose and get better? No, I don't I don't think he's like the type of person to ever lose on purpose. I feel like he just seems like super competitive. I think – like because not getting – I guess they have gotten blown out, but their team is just bad. Like they have nobody really if you look at it. I just think their team's really bad. I don't think they're losing on purpose. I mean, they, they have the Jets this week. Oh, yeah, if there's going to be a test for that, it's going to be this week. Yeah, I was going to say, if they lose to the Jets this week, Bill Belichick is losing on purpose. 
Did you see that stat? I'm going to look it up on my phone. I, I think I sent it to you guys in the group chat earlier this week, so I'm just going to uh, get up and check real quick. This is it. Okay, I sent it to you guys on Sunday. Tom Brady has 18 passing touchdowns this year. Patriots quarterbacks, only three. Three passing touchdowns in through eight weeks for New England. That was really shocking to me. I have no idea. Like, I, I had no idea that it was that low, I should say. Pat, Nick, what are your thoughts? Do you think the Belichick and the Patriots are, like, just losing on purpose? I think up until now, um, they haven't been losing on purpose. But uh, if they lose next week, they got to consider it. And I think Belichick will um, tank after – if they lose again, like, this next weekend. Because he'll, right. he'll, he'll mostly, most likely do uh, what's better for the team, I think, instead of, like, getting, like letting his ego get in the way. So I think that the, if they lose this next week, then Belichick's going to just put the tank on. Put the tank train. Tank yeah, train. get on the Nick. tank train, yeah. Nick, Nick, what do you think? Tank train, are they going to ride it in New England? or what? what do you um, think I don't know. I don't think it's really worth it at this point because they already have two wins and the Jets aren't winning two more games. So Probably not, yeah. Yeah, like they're not going to get the number one pick. I mean, I guess Justin Fields is a very good consolation prize. But who knows? I mean, Bill Belichick uh, – Bill Belichick might find some kid in like the seventh round. <laughs> yeah, like he did with uh, what's his with Brady, like he did with Brady back in the day. Did he was he the one to draft? Like was he with the team when they drafted Brady though? I, I have no idea. I actually don't know that, but I know Brady was. I was going to say that too. Like that was going to be my point, and then I got like you halfway know, through. You know what? I'm, he must have been because it wasn't he was the coach when like Bledsoe was there, like Drew Bledsoe or who? I'm trying to think. I watched a documentary on him, but I can't remember. I'm almost. I'm almost certain. I'm almost yeah, that was Belichick. Probably, but I don't know. I just – I think I – do. I really do think they're just bad at football. I don't think they're a good team. And I – like, they, besides Cam, like, they don't even really have any good running backs. No. I don't know if their offensive line's good because I haven't really watched them play. But I don't know, man. It's it's just tough to win with that team. I, and they – they lost like a bunch of good defensive players in the offseason too, so. So is this like a LeBron thing where it's like he was in Cleveland – and then he leaves for Miami, and then he was in Cleveland, and then he leaves for Los Angeles. And then this season he left, everyone saw those teams, it was the Cleveland teams, and they're like, whoa, like LeBron won with you? Like LeBron won with these dudes? This guy has to be the GOAT because he won with this scrub team. And you're kind of seeing a similar thing in New England where Tom Brady was there last year, and there were a couple more pieces there last year, granted. Although they, they got knocked out by Tennessee early. They weren't a good team. But they still had a good season, right? They won the division. What if New England tanks the rest of the year and then they trade for uh, the first pick because Trevor Lawrence says he doesn't want to go to the Jets? Well, wait. If they have to play the Jets two more times and New England loses on purpose. Yeah, but it would just be like, yeah, they would be like sarcastic ball. Then they would get the two wins. And then the Jets <laughs> would have two wins and the Patriots would have two wins. But the, the Patriots be worse because their two losses would go, you know, they'd be against the Jets. Sean, the so, Giants still only have one win. I think they'll get one. They play Washington this week. Well, Washington, I Washington. I don't know. Washington, Washington has one. Washington has two wins. Washington beat Dallas, too. Okay. All right. So there is a path for the Patriots to get the number one overall pick in the NFL draft. They just Washington have to- might be, like, second in line in the NFC East, which is – Crazy. Pretty impressive. Crazy. I can't believe, like, I know we were talking about earlier, I couldn't believe how bad Ben DiNucci was. 
I know Pat, you were kind of joking about him all week. He really was garbage. And we just talked about it quick, quickly, but he had, I was remember that sidearm throw he had down the sideline when the player was already out of bounds. Whew. Boy, oh boy, Ben DiNucci was bad. But anyway, I, let's move on from that. Um, Thankfully, that was our Patriots conversation. What else do I have in here in the notes? Ben DiNucci being benched. AB, AB coming back. That's right. Antonio Brown comes back this week. He's finally activated on the roster. I'm very excited to see this guy back. I'm not sure about you guys. I'm ready to watch. That's that's the game I'm looking for this week is the Tampa Bay game, especially since the Eagles are on the bye. I'm ready to see Antonio Brown back on the NFL football field. I know he's had all the off-field nonsense, and you know, it was crazy. It was crazy for a while. But I want to see him on the field, and especially down in Tampa Bay, especially down in Tampa Bay with that team, man. We touched on it last week. I'm very eager, though. I think this. I think he's going to be just as good. Like it's not like he sat out for like five years and got out of shape. Like he was working out with Russell Wilson, staying in shape. He's going to be good. I think. I think so, at least. Uh, and you guys said people picked him up on your fantasy squad, so he's definitely yep. going to be starting in a lot of fantasy teams this week. What are the what's the ceiling here for Antonio Brown? We think he goes Wait. back to form. Hold on, is is he even playing this week? He's yeah. activated. Yeah. Yeah. They so said he's only going to get like ten to thirty-five snaps, but he's playing. What happened to um? What happened to his like suspension or something that he? Uh, it's, it's over. It's over. It was eight games. Oh, okay. I thought he had something else like against him. Um, no. Some type of like. I mean, he probably did, but his suspension was eight games. First eight games of the regular season, and that's now been gone. So he's activated on the roster, and he like Kyle said, so he'll probably get around. You know, he won't play the whole game, but he'll get probably around thirty, thirty-five snaps. And I think he's going to be uh, put up some good numbers. Probably, maybe. I mean, if he has an Antonio Brown like game, 30 to 35 snaps, you can do a lot with. Kyle, you you seem to be agreeing with me. You think he's going to have a breakout, not breakout game, but you think he's going to be the old AB? Yeah, because it's not like he's been doing anything to, like, he's, if anything, he's just gotten rest sure. over this, like, year and a half. So I don't think, like, there's no reason to think he won't go back to being the, like, top five wide receiver. I mean, that, that, Weapon core is like loaded, so he might not get the ball as much. They might have two of the top five receivers now in the NFL. Yeah, God, I, or not God, Ed Evans and yeah, and then Godwin's really fucking good too. Yeah, it's just like we said, he has a little bit of an injury history. Not injury history, but he's been but this year. He's been hurt a lot. Yeah, Nick Nick looks like a Chris Godwin stand down there bobbing his head. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm confident. A B Pat Nick, give me your thoughts on Antonio Brown coming back. We touched on it last week. Now it's official. He's activated. We think he's going to have a breakout year. Not breakout. I keep saying that, but what, what do you think? How, how is he going to be back to form? Um, oh, Parker, I think what you were thinking of is uh, they people were saying the commissioner might ban him because he has that lawsuit going on. That's what I was talking about. Yeah, he has some other thing going on right now. The earliest they'll have a decision on that lawsuit is in – I think the end of December. So Bruce Arian said, like, if the law decides he's guilty, he's off the team. So, like, we could see them going to the playoffs and losing Antonio Brown. So he could just play out the year, get um, the guilty, like, get charged guilty, and then <laughs> have to go to jail. Yeah. No way. Pretty much. I mean, I don't know if it's jail or if he has to. I think it's. I think it's like a civil lawsuit. So I don't. Think oh, okay. Okay. Jail time. I think he'd have to pay like judgment or whatever. But either way, he's kicked off the team. Yeah. Probably because well, he was like, re- harassing that chick. But I mean, I think he's going to be nasty. Apparently, last year when they played the when he played that one game for the Pats, he didn't know the plays, 
and Tom Brady would just like call the play and then tell him like, Hey, just like run, run this route. And he would just hit him. So I don't know. I think he's going to look good. Okay. Pat, you, what do you think? Um, I think he'll be a good, a good piece. I don't think he's going to be as good as he was before. All right. Probably, All right. probably due to what like Nick just said, cause he doesn't really know the playbook and stuff like that. So it's going to take him a while to get used to it again. I feel like him and Brady have been working though. I don't know. I feel like he's going to be a good season, but let's, uh, let's go to buy or sell for the week and then we'll, we'll wrap up our NFL talk and then uh, we'll move on to some NBA talk, maybe some free agency and some Sixers stuff. Guys, I put the link in the chat. Like I always do for the lines for week nine NFL buy or sell. If you are new to the show, this is our betting segment. We like to do every week. We've been doing it on all the NFL games every week because that's what's easiest to bet on. I guess that's what most people probably will be betting on. If you win, give us some credit. If not, don't blame us guys. You got, you got it open. Take a look. I'm seeing a couple lines that might be, uh, might be good to bet on. What what about you guys? Do you see anything you like? Yeah. I like the Ravens a lot. Minus two and a half again, minus two and a half against the Colts. I said the same thing. Baltimore versus two and a half, two and a half versus the Indianapolis Colts. I I like that line a lot. Yeah. I'm just not sold on the Colts at all. Although I'm, I'm not sold on the Ravens at all, but I'm definitely think they're I think they're a much better team than Indianapolis. Yeah. So that Pittsburgh line is thirteen and a half versus Dallas. That's pretty big. Um, probably should hit there though, to be honest. But I wouldn't take that just because it's a big line. I don't like big lines like that. I always get nervous. Um, speaking of which, I had one more NFL point. Excuse me, that I want to talk about. I'll do it a little bit later, but I just saw the Miami line. I want to talk about Tua and his debut down in Miami and getting a big win versus Los Angeles. Surprising line here is Tampa Bay minus four and a half versus New Orleans. Maybe take this line for New Orleans at plus four and a half because they blew out Tampa Bay to start the season. Granted, Tom Brady, new team, new teammates, all all the uh, you know all that jazz. And now they've settled in. They seem like they're the much better team than New Orleans. But maybe it's one of those things where New Orleans just has their number. And they're four, plus four and a half point underdogs. So maybe that's a line you'd like to take as well. And it uh, looks like the Patriots are favored by seven versus the Jets too. So maybe maybe we don't get that tank, tank for Trevor thing in New England. Pat, Nick, what are some lines you like? I know I just went on a little rant there. I got to say, I don't really like any of them this week that much. All right. But- that's fair to say. But if you had to bet – I would probably I'm I might go with the Saints over the Bucks. Saints over the Bucks. Okay. Yeah, good luck. I that game that game with the Bucks against um the Giants was terrible. Yeah, that was a bad game. I I didn't even want to watch the game this week cuz my dad my dad asked he was like what Monday night games on? I was like Tampa Bay Giants like not going to be a good game. He goes, "Yeah, I won't." And I did so I didn't watch. I went downstairs, played some Xbox and then it ended up being a pretty good game. So you know what? It's an interesting line that I'm surprised no one has brought up. I just, I pretty much just read most of the lines now, but uh, I like the. I'm not saying I like all the lines. I'm just reading them. This line I do kind of like though. Green Bay minus six and a half. I know they had their troubles. They lost versus uh, Minnesota this past week. Minus six and a half versus the Jimmy Garoppolo less without Jimmy Garoppolo. 49ers. It's only a six and a half point line. I feel like they'll win by a touchdown. I do. I think. Yeah, I like that too. Green Bay's coming off a loss, too, so they're going to like have to – not have to win, but – If I had to pick two lines, it would be the Green Bay at minus 6.5, I, I think they cover. And the one we talked about earlier, minus 2.5, Baltimore, I think they cover that as well. Nick? You know what? I got, another, I got one. 
I was just looking at the over-unders, and uh, the Dolphins-Cardinals game, uh, I'm going to take the under, 48. Boo. Hammer the over, coward. Hammer the over. (laughs) Nick, what do you think, man? Um, I think I'm going to take the Bills' money line against the Seahawks. What's the money line at? I don't know what the odds are, but I think they're going to win the game. I know they're underdogs. Let me check. Obviously. I'll, I'll, I'll check the money line real quick. They're plus 130. Plus 130. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I'm taking the Bills. I think they're due for a good game, and I think they're real. And we're going to find out this week if they're real. So, we'll see. I'll, I'll, I'll bet on them. All right. Fair enough, man. I'm not actually going to bet on them. You probably shouldn't either. But yeah, like, we said, like we said, don't blame us if you lose money, but – of course, this is just a little insight. It gives you an insight to the lines. It gives you time to think about the lines, at least for the week. That's going to conclude buy or sell. And guys, I think this is a good time to take a break in the show and remind everyone that support for seller dwellers is brought to you by Manscaped, the number one leader in manscaping technologies. You can go on their website right now and use our personal code, all caps, no space, seller dwellers. That's all caps, no space, seller dwellers on manscaped.com. Get 20% off and free shipping off your order. 5% from all four of us. So and thank Manscaped for hooking you guys up. Use our code. Helps us, helps you. Your balls will thank you. But guys, let's get back to the show. Let's talk about that game I wanted, I wanted to touch on. Tua has his debut down in Miami. He actually beats the Los Angeles Rams. Now, nope, he didn't have a great game. Threw for under 100 yards. But he looked good. I thought he looked good. I thought he belonged in the NFL. What do you guys think? Did you see any of Tua's debut? At least catch the highlights on Red Zone or something like that? Uh, I saw a little bit of it, but I didn't – how many yards did he have? To, like, was he – did was he like, play well? It was like 94. He didn't He didn't have that many yards. But I think oh, when, okay. I think when he thrown the ball, he looked good. He didn't look too nervous. I thought it was a fair, uh, fair, fair first game ever. Fair their, first their game. Defense, their defense is really good in that game, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. Two. Turn touchdowns. I think I got to see one more game, at least from him. Let me look up the. Uh, I'm going to look up the box score of this game real quick. Let's check the. He had 93 yards, one touchdown, 12 of 22. You know, so not terrible. No interceptions. No interception. And we were talking about how good that LA defense is. And no turnovers in his debut. So good. I'm happy for Tua. I think he's the real deal. But. I don't like him more than other rookie quarterbacks. And I only I know the sample size is way smaller. I only saw one game compared to others. I want to talk about the three rookie big rookie quarterbacks this year. Tua, Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert. Now if you had to rank them, where where do they go in the in the ranking system? I'm not gonna go in terms of well this is difficult. We can go in terms of skill. Who do we think is going to be the best statistically? Or who do we think is gonna win? Or maybe a little combination of both. But I put Tua in my uh, – in, and that was top three. I put him at the bottom. And it's a toss-up for, for me between Burrow and Herbert. I, I'm only saying maybe a toss-up because I think Burrow is better than Herbert. But he's in Cincinnati, right? So I'm not sure I'll have a great career in Cincinnati unless he gets out of there. I kind of like what they're doing in L.A. I know their their record doesn't show it, but they've blown double-digit leads in like four or five games this season in the fourth quarter or something like that. Or maybe not in the fourth quarter, but they've had a double-digit lead in four games or five games, and they've blown it. So I think Herbert has done well. And I think he's really like proven himself to be going to be a really good quarterback. So I guess like uh, I'd almost be tempted to put Herbert ahead of Burrow 
and then have two a third two a third. But I'm not ready to do that just yet. I think Burroughs looked great, and they're going to use him like crazy. I mean, the guy threw for like 60 passes one game. And so I'm going to go Burrow, Herbert, Tua, Kyle. Give me your thoughts on the rookie quarterbacks. What what's your cat tier system? I should say. Yeah, I'm the same as you. I just think Burrow Burrow's been so good this year. He doesn't even really like. He doesn't look like a rookie really. Like he looks real good. I don't think Herbert looks like a rookie either. He makes no, yeah, both of them. He's had a couple bad plays, but other than that, like he looks legit, and he keeps his teams in it. Like I said, double digit leads in like four games, and I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure it was fourth quarter leads, but I'm not sure, so I don't want to say that. But he's he's at least led his team towards victory a couple times, and they just kind of collapse at the end. And that probably is because he's a rookie; he doesn't know how to manage the clock and, and things of that kind of things of that nature. But I've really liked what I've seen out of Justin Herbert. I I've watched all of his games almost because I, I mean, I have red zone, but yeah, I've, I've watched a lot of Justin Herbert. And I'm really impressed with what he's doing in LA. Pat, Nick, give me your tier system for the three rookie quarterbacks. Go ahead, Pat. Um, I'm going to go with Justin Herbert because he's obviously better. No. <laughs> Not really. I just have him on my fantasy team. So I hope he, he does better. Oh, how's he um, doing in fantasy? How's he doing? He's doing pretty good actually. Like he had a, uh, he had one game where he had like four touchdowns. So, mm-hmm. Uh, but I did actually like really. I think that Burrow is a lot better than him, or will end up being a lot better than him. I think that he uh, he turns the ball over a little bit. I think it's going to be one of those things where it's like a. Well, I shouldn't even say that because I know I know Brady's got a bunch of stats, but in terms of like the Brady, well maybe maybe it's like uh, I don't even know. Maybe it's like uh, I'm trying to compare him, but I can't compare him to anybody. I was going to say, I think one of them's going to win a lot more and another one's going to put up better stats. Like when I guess when Peyton Manning was still in the league in Denver when he had that ridiculous season, right, like 5,000 yards, whatever, a lot of people said he was doing, playing better than Brady and then Brady comes out wins a couple more championships and they say, okay, Brady is the GOAT. I think maybe it'll be something similar to that. Or maybe it'll be like a Ben Roethlisberger type deal. Maybe that's their ceiling. I don't know. I don't know how to, who to compare them to just yet just because they're so fresh. But, yeah, Nick, give me your thoughts. What's your – Cast system. Um, suburban squirrels. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, just the same as everybody else said. I think Burrow's the best and then Herbert. But, I mean, I could see Tua being really good too. So I can't tell. Yeah, I just – I want to – I'm excited to see him play more. Um, but, yeah, I really don't have anything else to add. I think you guys no, covered it. The only reason we have Tua third right now, and it sounds bad, but he just hasn't had a – uh, we haven't had the sample size for him yet, right? He's seen only one game. Yeah. So, of course, we're going to put yeah. him down there. I'm, like, really considering adopting the Dolphins as my second team. Because they're playing – I know. Well, I'll give you credit for that because you said that last year. Yeah. the Dolphins. You were on that train last year. So, I, I will grant you that second team. Is that a thing, though? A second, are you allowed to have a second team? Yeah. I say yeah. I mean, I, I'm not, like, I'm not going to, like – root for them as hard as I root for the Eagles, but I, mean, I think I think they win. I'm like, damn, that's cool. I think especially in Philadelphia, having a second team should be a cardinal sin. I don't think you're granted a second team. No, I mean it's not like my second. any team could be my second team. It depends on the fucking year. Once a Philly team's eliminated, yeah. I pick a team, and then once that team's eliminated, I pick another team. Yeah, so and that, then eventually this whoever wins, I'm just like yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's fair. That's fair because you're like you're just rooting for whatever team you like that year. But I don't think you're allowed to have a second team like that you root for consistently. You, you root uh, your for one. first team should be the Detroit Lions. <laughs> that, yeah. yeah, that's your first team. If you <laughs> had a second team, it would be Detroit. Yeah, I uh, guess. But like the thing is, if you it's like rooting for the Lions is like 
I don't know. It's, 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 like, it's not like your yeah. second team is like a backup plan that always wins or is like always going to be in it. Yeah, it's not like I was like, like, like oh, like growing up, look. I was like, I yeah. like the Eagles, but I'm with my second team is the Patriots. Yeah, so. your second team has to be like a historically like shitty franchise that doesn't really win. Okay, like, I, I, okay. Your dark horse franchise. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, the I, Jacksonville Jaguars, Sean. That's yeah, the they're – no, I don't want Jacksonville. If I'm going to do a second team, I'm already against second teams. It's not can I pick the Titans? I would, uh, be, yeah. See, yeah. I was going to pick the Titans, man. I was going to pick the Titans. I think Arizona, you could go Cardinals. Uh, oh, I like the Cardinals. You can have the Cardinals. Tyler Murray. Chargers. You could probably take the Chargers. The Chargers Bengals. Yeah. I don't like any of these teams, man. I don't, Bengals, I don't, Joe Burrow, hop on the Joe Burrow train. Bengals, Browns. bad. Hop on definitely the Baker not, train? No, no, definitely not the Browns. Okay, I have, <laughs> I have to give it to I also really like the Raiders. You could go Raiders. Yeah, Raiders are Raiders back. Are a good one. Raiders might Texans? be Texans? The Texans are a great one right now. I'm going to give this some there thought. There's so many bad franchises in the NFL. <laughs> I'm going to give this some thought. And I don't subscribe to this notion there. I Eagles. At all <laughs> of a second team. I, I don't agree with it. But I'm going to come up with a thought, and I'm going to think. If I had my second team in, in football, I'm going to pick one who I'd root for. Maybe I'll start having a second team, although I, I very strongly disagree with the notion that we should have second teams. And then maybe we'll do the NBA too. Although I, I do I actually, you know what? I do have an NBA. I do have an NBA second team. I do. You know who it is? It's New Orleans, Miami Heat. It's New Orleans Pelicans. New Orleans Ooh. Pelicans. I like Zion. I actually have a actually. There's, you know what? I take that back. I don't think they're a second team because I was just saying that because I like watching their games because of Zion and Lonzo. But I also really like watching like Dallas too. So I don't know. I don't, I don't actually don't think I have the second team. Actually, I take my second back. team is LeBron. Yeah, I was say basketball. Your like second team's more like your favorite player. Like whatever. Once my, like I root for the Sixers. Once the Sixers are done, I root for LeBron. If LeBron's not in it, then I just root for fucking chaos. Yeah. <laughs> Chaos. <laughs> okay. Well, I don't think Pat. Do you think you're allowed to have second teams? You never answered this question. Uh, yeah, but you can't like you can never root for them over your first team, like your uh, of course, you're like your hometown team. team but um, what you can have what if what if you kind of have to have one because like what if your team sucks like the Eagles do this year? Like you need someone else to root no. for. No, see, this is what I'm saying. I don't think if we're gonna do a second team. You can only root for your second team if your team is out of Super Bowl contention. Like, they're just – their season's over. If they're not playing anymore, then you can root for another team. But if, you're, if your team is still playing, even if they have zero wins, even if you're like a Jets fan with zero wins – I feel like there should be an root- exception for the NFC East. No, no exception. <laughs> yeah, there's no. East and Jets fans, there's an exception. No exceptions. If I feel like there's always an exception. No, no right. exceptions. Literally every game I turn on, I pick. I start rooting for a team. Every single game I turn on. It doesn't matter what sport. It could be like Norwegian handball, and I'll pick a fucking team. Yeah, yes, yes. That I'm saying, you can root for a team to win a game. I, I get it, but there's you should not root for them to win over your team. It's like if your team is having a bad year, you have to ride it out. You have to ride that bad year out with your team. And once the playoffs start and your team's out. Then, if we're going to do the second team at all, which I said I'm already against, then you can root for your second team. But right. that limits your second team to playoff teams. Yeah, it does. But that that year, like you what have, to, wanted, like the Dolphins might not make the. You have to have a certified second team. You can't change from year to year. I've got to. This is the credentials. 
You have certified to. dolphins. Stamp it. I know. Yeah. Okay. You're certified dolphins, and you've been certified dolphins, but it can't be. Oh, the the you know Ravens are good this year. They're going to be my second team this year. It has to be a team that you just root for. Constant, like you just want to see them do well for some reason. Oh, yeah, that, like, yeah. Well, that's bandwagoning. That's a whole different story. Yeah, we're not bandwagons out of the question I yeah, entirely. Bandwagon, no. But I don't. I can't think of a second team for the NFL. I can see maybe a couple teams in the NBA that I might watch more than others. Like I enjoy watching them, but I wouldn't say like I particularly root for them. I think I'm more like you guys. Like once the Sixers are out, I'm. A, I like to watch LeBron and I root for LeBron. I don't know. I can oh. see you in a, a Colts blue, Sean. Ugh. Oh, oh, God, I would throw up Colts blue before I put on that jersey. Oh. I loved the Colts when I was growing up because my uncle is, like, uh, he taught Marvin Harrison in high school. Wow, and, no like, way. they're still, like, fr- like, friends and stuff. Like, he invited them to his Hall of, <coughs> his hall of Fame induction. So no, that's, that's pretty cool. That is yeah, pretty cool. so I always rooted for them, but fuck them now, dude. Phil Rivers. I, <laughs> Phil Rivers is, like, so funny to listen to mic'd up, but I think he stinks. He talks a lot of trash out there on the field. Yeah, he's funny. Yeah. Okay, so very clean, very clean trash. That balls me like stew. He said so that, that. You're thinking Andrew Luck. Andrew Luck was like, I was like, good hit, buddy. Good hit. No, he's, no. You get, uh, Phil Rivers does the same stuff. No, he doesn't say, like, good hit, but, like, he like he's he like, dag nabbit. Oh, yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah he doesn't Christian care. trash talk. <laughs> Let, let's go back real quick because I want to make these criteria for the second team. Kyle, yours is already the Miami Dolphins. But the second team, you can only root for, like I said, disagreeing with us. I need to make this very clear. It's like the 10th time I said, I disagree with the idea of having a second team. But if you have one, it has to be one that you root for consistently. You can't root for it while your team is playing, even if your team plays poorly, including the NFC East and Jets fans. You have to ride out the bad wave. And I guess I think that's the only two criteria. You have to root for your team while they're still playing. That's my only criteria, actually. So two criteria. Two criteria. That's it. All right. I have a – like, so say hypothetical situation. Say I end up moving, like, permanently to Denver. I have children there. No. I'm raising my children as Colorado fans. No. Yes. No. Because here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. The best part about winning a championship is being able to celebrate with other people in your like around you and oh. going to yeah. Okay, I thought you so your children would be Colorado fans. Yeah, and like the thing is, like I would like the flyer. The only way the Flyers and Avalanche play and it matters is if they play in the Stanley Cup, and I'm rooting for the Flyers in that case. That's fair because your team would still be playing. Yeah, but yeah, so like I feel like like people. People that are born here and become Cowboys fans, like, even if the Cowboys won, like, I still feel bad for them because they'll never experience what we did when the Eagles right. won. Right. That, okay, that, that makes sense. That situation makes sense because you weren't saying you would be the Colorado fan. You would raise your kids. They'd let them. And that makes sense. I would sense. be like, if you – like, I would be like, hey, like, I love Philly sports. And, like, you can too. But, like, get into this because if, like, the if like the Broncos win, like, it'll be fun for them to be, like, with their friends and, like, see that and, wow. like, celebrate, like, with the city, man, you know? It's a kind soul, man. Because I would have – at first, I think I would have probably said, no, you had to be Philly fans. In fact, yeah, I mean, like, I, I want them to like root. Like, I don't want them to like hate Philly sports. Like, I want them to like like them too, and like it be like the other way around. 
you know, like if the Flyers are in the Stanley Cup and like the Avalanche sucked that year, like I want them, I don't want them to be like, fuck you, dad. I hope they lose, you know? Yeah, yeah. I'm going to put this poll up on Twitter, the idea of second teams, because I think it's an interesting topic. I'm against it. I'm totally against it. But I, I guess I understand where you're coming from. You guys kind of, you make it. I point. think it's, I think it would be, like, I, I think it would be weird if like the Dolphins won and like Kyle was like buying fucking like Super Bowl merch and like going around like talking <laughs> yeah, I, about the Dolphins like he was like a, like a diehard fan. But like if he's just like, fuck yeah, the Dolphins won. <laughs> and like, that's, that's, that should be the third criteria. You cannot have any merchandise for this team. No, well, let's not say any because the Dolphins have some nice jerseys. None that you wear on game day. Like the nice Tua. No, none that you wear on game day. No, no, <laughs> unless like the unless they're in and the Eagles are out. It's like there's like I have like basketball jerseys. Like I got a Kobe jersey, a Derrick Rose Chicago jersey. I just have jerseys that like I think we're cool. Like some jerseys just look nice. I understand that. But I, ne- I always said this, like, you know, you go to like a party at school, like when we were in school, you must maybe wear a basketball jersey or whatever. Like a day-long party, you wear your jersey. That That's something. But if it is a game day and you wear another jersey, you can't do that. Then they then you are moving them into your first team. And I don't – that. then I just think that's stupid. So we'll put the debate out on Twitter. I think this is a very interesting discussion been actually quite long it's been the longest segment of the podcast i think most people will agree with me though i don't think second teams are, are a real thing or it should be a real thing although actually now that i think about it a lot of people on twitter have second teams but oh well oh well <laughs> but, uh, but let's move on maybe maybe i'll lose this we'll see what the twitter polls say let's talk basketball and maybe touch on a little bit of ufc stuff there's there's not really much to talk about i'm not sure anything in the nhl or mlb guys anyone nick you probably know the most about both those. Nothing. Okay, so we're gonna we're gonna bypass NHL and MLB this week. Let's go to basketball. Some interesting topics. Now, I say this. I say this. And I believe it to be true. I think we can speak things into existence on this con uh, on this podcast. We have some sort of weird law of attraction. We we spoke Cam Newton going to New England. We we spoke a couple of things. We brought Doc Rivers to Philadelphia. If you remember that, I said if he loses in LA. Maybe the Sixers would pick him up. We spoke that, and it happened before, like a little bit before it actually even became a real idea. And then I believe the other week we saw a rumor. So I'm not going to take full credit for this, but we saw a rumor that James Harden to Philly has been a real talking point, especially now that Daryl Morey has come in. And we kind of just like brushed past it, like what it happened, what it happened. Now the Daryl Morning signing, Daryl Morey signing, I should say, that's a real possibility. Now, when Daryl Morey had his press conference earlier this week, his introductory press conference, he talked a lot about Joel Embiid, but he didn't talk so much about Ben Simmons. So I was a little. You think that's it? That's Ben for for uh, James Harden? Yeah, I mean, I don't think Houston would take Joel. I I just don't. Do you? Um, I mean, it depends on if they're keeping uh, Russ. Like, if for are they keeping Russ for a while? Probably. I think if they lose Harden, you lose Russ as well. You lose Russ too. Yeah, yeah you're probably right. Yeah. So then, like, they probably do – they might do, like, a, a multi-team trade somehow. Perhaps. Um, to get Russ and Harden out of there, get um, Ben Simmons and then someone else. Perhaps. Perhaps that is the case. I think I think there might actually might be a chance that James Harden somehow ends up in Philadelphia. And I think that would help a lot. I think, number one – Harden becomes your number one player. He becomes the best player on your team. That's huge. Yeah. Right, now, right now, the focal point of the offense is Joel Embiid. 
that that's where our offense goes through and it's probably not good to have your offense go through a center definitely not in my opinion you guys know where I stand on Joel Embiid I think if he had Harden instead of Ben Simmons that's something you got to be really really cautious of if you're the rest of the NBA that's a really good team and I've said this before I I don't think Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid will win a championship together I, I don't I don't think it's going to happen I just think I don't know. I think you probably need Ben to just be a little bit more aggressive and Gerald to be healthy, I guess. Can you imagine, though, Ben – I mean, not Ben, uh, Joel and Harden pick and roll? I don't know. It'd, be, it'd be great. I think Harden and him would play really, really well together, and I'd love to see it. But, what you, I mean, if we had to put this on a 1 to, one to 10 scale percentage that it happens, Nick, Pat, you guys start – I guess we'll start with Nick this time. Harden to Philly – ever in his career where where is it on your percentage scale One i think harden will be running the pick and run in philly this the pick and roll in philly this year but i don't think he's going to be giving the ball to Embiid. <laughs> okay i think he's going to be giving the ball to simmons i think oh. he's going to move simmons to the five play the small ball lineup and trade Embiid. now that's something i hadn't considered and it's only because maury was very emphatic about talking about Embiid, Embiid, Embiid in this press conference. that was that was to put your what you said in the people's like okay. brain, and then he's going to move and beat. That'd be interesting. Mm. That would be very interesting if we, they, if we turned into the small ball like what the Rockets were. Now, I I think I said that I would rather have Ben Simmons than Joel Embiid moving forward. Although I think the Embiid and Harden pairing would work. I'd be more intrigued for the uh, Harden. Simmons pairing. That's very interesting. When you think it's going to happen this year, I don't think it'll happen this year, but I, would love <laughs> I, mean, I really don't know. I would love it. I, would just, I was just always thinking, cause I don't know. I felt like if, if Ben just committed to being a big man, like a, <laughs> he's like big, he's pretty much big enough. And he's definitely athletic. Like he's athletic enough to make up for it. If Zach Randolph could play like back to the basket, Ben Simmons ben could Simmons. do that. Yeah, and like so, if you make him the five and you put him down there, and then you surround shooters with like him, James Harden, and three shooters, that's a tough lineup. And he's proved Ben Simmons. I think he's going to come out with these videos. And by the way, the league did come out with a proposal to get uh, tip off like December twenty second. I think I'm not sure if it's officially signed, but it is looking like we're going to have those Christmas Day games that we talked about, Kyle. So who knows? But there's going to be something like Ben Simmons. He's going to, all of a sudden going to start shooting threes, and everyone's going to get excited. It's never going to happen in the regular season. I just don't think it's going to happen. So I think maybe just commit him to the low post. Just commit him to the low post. You're right, Nick. Yeah, but I mean, I realistically think that they'll like it will be Embiid and Harden if we do get Harden. That would be something. That would be something. Yeah. How about how about how much we paid Daryl Morey? Jeez, oh man, that we break the bank to get him. And we what did he get paid? Is he getting like ten million a year, something like that? Worth every uh, penny. I think he is worth every penny too. And by the way, I I had said something this last past week that I I said I think having Daryl Morey would be bad for Doc Rivers, but I did not because I thought he had that D'Antoni relationship with Morey and D'Antoni. I did not know that they Doc Rivers and Morey also had a previous relationship in the NBA. I think it was in Boston, right? So maybe they apparently have worked together already. I take back what I said. Apparently, they work well together, which is even better for the Sixers. Just to get my facts right, Daryl Morey and Doc Rivers have had a working relationship in the past, and if it's in Boston, that's proven to be very good because I think they—I mean—they played well. They had a good team in Boston. But yeah, okay, that's our Harden to Philly talk. Morey getting paid—we talked about that. 
I'm going to talk about something else. There's two point guards that are rumored to be on the trade block, one of them being Chris Paul, another one being Drew Holiday. The question I'm going to ask is which, we, which would you prefer on the Sixers? Chris Paul has said his, he'd like to finish his career in New York or L.A. I think he's probably going to end up in L.A. with LeBron because I think LeBron's going to lose Rondo, and I think they're going to bring in Chris Paul somehow. That's a big contract to bring on, but I think, I think they'll bring it up. And that, that'll probably be – that'll be really good for the Lakers. Having Chris Paul, LeBron, Anthony Davis, that's a tough team to beat already. They win the championship. But if either of them were to come to Philadelphia, because I was listening to 97.5 The Fanatic today, and they said how Chris Paul would be a good fit in Philadelphia, which I wasn't quite sure of because he would have to share the ball with Ben Simmons and who knows, you know, the point guard situation. But who would you rather have, I guess, coming to Philadelphia – I think my personal opinion, I'd rather have Drew Holiday here. I think he'd be better at the two than Chris Paul. But go ahead, guys. Anyone can take that one. Drew Holiday or Chris Paul. Who would you rather have next season in Philadelphia? I think Drew Holiday. Well, I think like the main reason is just because I don't trust Chris, uh, Chris Paul to be healthy all year. Like I know he was healthy, healthy in the playoffs last year, but if you're going three rounds deep, if you want to go three rounds deep, you can't trust him to stay healthy. That. that was purely hypothetical too. We're not saying that either of these things are going to happen. But how about if we got Chris Paul and then James Harden came back and then they'd rekindle their their bad relationship that they had <laughs> and it'd be like That's a whole, it'd be a soap opera and they break up, and they go to Houston, they they both travel the world, they travel the country together, they find new versions of themselves, they better themselves, and they back end up back up in Philadelphia together and they rekindle this romance. And OKC takes uh, Tobias Harris and um, Al Horford. And Al Horford. Yep, that, that's exactly what would happen. So who knows, man? Maybe what we are. What strip club do you think Harden will frequent in Philly? <laughs> oh, I think he's a risque kind of guy, or a, yeah, maybe club risque. Maybe nah, a, I don't know, dog. Maybe a day, a day day down with the dogs at show and tell. That's <laughs> probably <laughs> oh, a good one. Yeah, yeah. Like we're gonna walk in there, and we're gonna see. Like if he gets traded here, we'll go in there one time, just like fucking around, and we're gonna I, see his jersey retired, like it is in that one in Houston. The, club, the, the reopening of the penthouse club. The, yeah, the clubs in Philly will be rejoicing when James Harden comes. Believe me. Oh yeah. Now they'll give him everything they can to get him to uh, come come to the club. But, yeah, Nick. Pat- I also have another prediction about the Sixers. Oh, okay. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. I think Philadelphia will be rejoicing when uh, Sam Hinkie gets brought into a role with the team. Now he prayed. Did he pray, he's, he's been the one to say, hey, don't blow up the Embiid and Simmons thing just yet. He said lately, like, feel good about that. We worked hard to get that. But – I would love, dude. I would love it. I would love it I because him and him and Warrior are like pretty close. So I don't know. I, th- I feel like he might be like a, some type of advisor. I hope so, man. I hope so. <laughs> you know, I still got. I have my flag out from earlier in the episode. Might it might be upside down right now, but it, it's here. Yeah, I would love to have Hanky back, man. Of course, he's he's our. He's like a legend to us. He's a legend to us. He hung on our walls for for years. Savior. Yeah, he's our savior. So I would love that. But Nick, Pat, answer that question. Pat, you can go ahead. Drew Holiday, Chris Paul, who do you want in Philly? Definitely Chris Paul. I think Chris Paul's really tough, dude. He's like <laughs> he's probably top five point guard still. Top five still. Let's see. Well, I mean Steph. Number one. Dame. I'd rather have him than Russ right now. I think I would too, yeah. Okay, let's say I got Steph Dame. What about Kyrie? Because uh, of the health, maybe no Kyrie? I think I'm – well, I mean, I know that Kyrie's younger too, but I'm just, if we're just talking right now, I think I'd still take Chris Paul. 
Okay, what about Kemba Walker? Chris Paul. Kyle Lowry? Definitely Chris Paul. Hmm. Kyle Lowry and those thick cheeks. (laughs) (laughs) I saw the funniest TikTok about Kyle Lowry, but I can't say it. I can't say it. It was too weird. weird. I'll send it to you guys in the group chat. It was very funny, though. Um, okay, Okay, so I got Steph, Dame. There's the only two you take over him right now. Yeah. What about Luca? Luca, of course. Come on. Yeah, I guess if he's a point guard, then yeah. He's a point guard. He's a point. I know he's big, but he's a point guard. All right, maybe I was exaggerating. There might be some more guys, but no, I think top five's not that far off, though. He's to... pretty close. Yeah, I'm, tr- I'm just trying to think. Oh, Ben Simmons. What about Ben Simmons? I think he's better than Ben. Oh, really? Yes. I don't think so. I think. Oh, he absolutely. Ben Simmons can't win you a game uh, with like can... a buzzer beater. Okay, if that's your criteria, then a lot of players in the NBA are better than Ben Simmons. Anyone yeah, with a well, dumb size better than Ben Simmons. All right, you know what? He's, he's still a good passer, too. He just doesn't have to pass because he scores by himself. Okay, but what about defensively and rebounding? Uh, then Ben Simmons definitely, obviously better. Right, but, I, think, I think all around Ben yeah, Simmons. Yeah, but that stuff doesn't matter in the NBA. Yes, it does matter. You, okay, you just you think scoring is the number one criteria, and it's not like Chris yes. Paul. Chris Paul's not a huge scorer. Like he, he probably scores. Let's no, see. but in the playoffs, he is. I know he, he goes off. He averages like twenty point nine in the playoffs. I saw earlier today. Okay, I think that you, I think your um, rating, I guess, of Chris Paul is fair. It's probably around top five. Nick, go ahead. Drew Holiday, Chris Paul. Uh, yeah, I think I'll take Chris Paul as well. All right, we're split on this, which is unusual. I think we generally agree, which I'm not sure if it's good for ratings or not. But, you know, now we disagree. So we had a little contentious debate there, but okay. Um, I don't know what I would – I wouldn't mind Drew Holiday either, though. I think just Drew Holiday would be a better fit here. I don't think Ben Simmons – well, you know, Chris Paul does have that relationship with Doc Rivers in the past. So who knows if – I'm not sure if that ended badly or not, but who knows? Maybe that, that would help Chris Paul's case too. But I don't want to make too much of a case against my own argument. So I don't know what I also want to talk about uh, in terms of UFC. It looks like the Connor and Dustin fight is going to happen. Not sure if it's going to be for the belt. Looks like Khabib might stick around for his uh, 30-0 fight. Uh, who knows? He's, Dana White said he was very emotional that night when he won versus Gaethje, and he thinks we'll stick around and get 30-0. Looks like things are shaping up in that division. No, Connor versus Dustin Poirier uh, might be the next fight in that division. Pat, what what do you think about that fight, Pat? You think Connor smokes him again? Uh, maybe not. Maybe he doesn't smoke him. Like it might be a little bit of a fight, but uh, I think I'm gonna go with like a third round knockout for Connor. Okay, I think I think and Connor said on Twitter he went on a little Twitter rant the other day. Yeah, Q&A. He said he's going to finish him quicker and in more spectacular fashion. And he had a first-round knockout the first time. So, I don't know if he can top that, but who knows. After what he did to Cowboy in 40 seconds, maybe. Maybe. One thing I want to wrap up the show on, guys, and I, just so we had – good thing we got some UFC in there just so we have uh, – you know, we covered some ground. But let's go back to the NBA really, really quickly. It's a predict – Bleacher Report came out with a thing earlier today on November 4th, so earlier today, predicting the best NBA players to be traded this offseason. Just real quickly, I'm going to go down the list and of players that you think should be traded from their current teams. Number one, DeMar DeRozan, should he be traded? Everyone just give me a yes or no, I guess. Kyle, what do you think? I'm sorry, one more time. 
<laughs> no, so I'm going. I'm cut. Oh, I'm players like, yes or no. All right, gotcha, gotcha. Should they be, should they be traded from yeah, their yeah. current team? This is Bleacher Report saying the stars that have the the most potential to get traded. Demar Derozan. Yeah. Pat. Trade him. Nick. Demar Derozan. Yeah, should be traded. Yeah. Okay. I think so too. I don't think he's going to win in San Antonio. I think he should just probably go be a piece for like I don't know maybe the Clippers. Maybe the Clippers find a way to use him. And Aaron Gordon, next up. Should the Orlando Magic trade away Aaron Gordon? Uh, maybe. I don't think they're going anywhere. Like, I don't think the, the Magic are getting any better anytime soon. So, Is Aaron Gordon good? He's pretty good. Yeah, he's, he's pretty good player. He has had five coaches in six years. That's something yeah. – that's pretty crazy. So, who that's knows? He, he's pretty good. I like Aaron Gordon. I wouldn't trade him just yet. You have some pieces down there in Orlando right now with uh, Mark Hill and uh, Aaron Gordon and a couple other guys that don't blow it up just yet, I guess. Next up, I know the answer to this one for all three of us. Yes. All four of us. Just Buddy healed, yes. Buddy healed, yes. Get him to Philadelphia as quickly as you can. Everyone agree, Pat, Nick? Yes, yes, Buddy Heald, right? Yep. Yep. Next Buddy up. Buddy Heald, Chris Paul, and James Harden. Yep, there we go. <laughs> Next up, unrestricted free agency awaits Victor Oladipo in 2021, but he could be seeing the trade block even sooner. Victor Oladipo, should he get traded out of Indiana? One of my favorite players in the NBA, Victor Oladipo, one of my favorites. Everyone's no. a little hesitant. Okay. Kyle, you're no. I say no. I'm also a no. I think you should stay in Indiana. I think they're pretty um, good. Yes. Yes. I'd like to see him go to a contender. I think Indiana I'd like to see him in Philadelphia. I would I love Victor Oladipo. If he was yeah. in Philly, I would rejoice. I love him. One of my favorite players. I think Indiana's got a real chance that they were kind of sneaky good towards the end of the year. Mm-hmm. They were better than us in the uh regular yeah. season, right? So I wouldn't trade it up just yet. Victor Oladipo wasn't healthy. His only that's just like his only knock against him. He's not been healthy. If he's healthy, I think Indiana has a chance to be contenders because we've proven that the East is wide open this past season. Next up, we kind of just talked about this guy, Chris Paul, Oklahoma City. Should he be traded? Yep. Yes. Kyle says yes. I say yes. Yeah. Yeah. He probably should. All four yeses, and that's in the list. Thank you, Bleacher Report, for that fun little segment. Guys, anything else you want to add? Anything you want to say to our European viewers, American viewers? Anything you want to add as we wrap up this show? I love you, our international listeners. Au revoir. Au revoir. Adios. Wherever you are in Europe, whatever language you speak, we always appreciate you guys listening over there in the uh, the other side of the pond. But uh, we are going to wrap up this week's episode. Once again, thank you guys for listening as always. If you haven't already, go to iTunes, podcast, whatever you listen to us on. Leave us a review, five-star review, number one podcast in the land. It helps us out a lot. Leave us that five-star review wherever you're listening. Guys, talk to you guys next week. Peace out.